0: On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we discuss after all the moves in this offseason, have the Lightning gotten better? We talk about that, all that more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. I'd like to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for making us your first watch of the day on this episode of Locked on Lightning. We look back at the summer, the very really uneventful one that Tampa has had. Uh, We discuss some of the changes. We discuss has really the main focal point is, has this team gotten better so let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, with the additions and and, and kind of just to, to, to look back on some of the new faces that you'll be seeing. And if you want to follow me, I'm looking at daily face off. The new faces that we will be seeing in lightning blue are Vladislav, Nemestakov. not really much of a new face. Lightning fans may remember him from a couple of years back. Uh, came over in a deal for the Rangers or to the Rangers actually uh, played here. Uh, for quite a bit of time, was in Dallas last season, and now he's back home in Tampa. Uh, some of the other names that we might see are, are Ian Cole uh, and Hayden Flurry. Really, Ian Cole will be getting on that third line uh, defensive uh, defensive pairing with Zach Bogosian right now. I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not going to go into to matchups or or, or to where guys are going to fit on certain lines right now because we are still in August training camp is still quite a ways away so who knows you know well we'll see really this is all speculative in terms of where guys will end up but so as you're looking but if you want to look at these lines just to see who's going to be on the ice uh, if the regular season started tomorrow uh, we have Stamco's point and cooch I think that's kind of a no-brainer first line uh, to start off and again we all know John Cooper likes to shuffle things around Uh, here and there throughout the course of the season ideally I know and I think I can speak for everybody uh, who is a Tampa Bay Lightning fan knows that this Tampa team well actually prefers to have those three guys on the first line but I would have to say if you look at the second and third that kind of leaves things a little bit open really puts a lot of pressure on certain individuals um that are at different points in their career as well as coming off different kind of seasons. Uh, and what I'm really alluding to on that point is Alex Klorin, Alex Klorin. He did have a fantastic season last year, uh, picked up where he'd left off the year prior, uh, actually the last two years. But what it comes down to it is that, uh, really the, the, the whole, this whole cloud that is looming over Alex Klorin, uh, Lightning failed to find a deal to move him in the offseason. And, and it doesn't seem like unless he is willing to take extra money uh, next offseason, I think this will be Alex Clorin's last season in blue and white. Uh, but, you know, he's had a he's almost in his mid-30s. he's He has a lot of wear and tear on him. Uh, we saw him completely slow down throughout the, the NHL playoffs. Uh, was pretty much a non-factor throughout the duration of, of that run back to the Stanley Cup final, in which we all know uh, Tampa did lose uh, to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, but the, the silver lining of that whole line is that you'll be able to see certain individuals uh, be able to shine, or at least you know get their mojo, uh, or, or be put in situations where they didn't really get a lot of those last year or or we're starting to see them improve more and more. And really, it's going to come out ahead this year. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, we've been talking about him uh, for quite some time. Uh, it just seems with this guy, he gets better and better and better every season. Uh, oh, and then being the inclusion of Brandon Hagel, uh, who was picked up at the trade deadline last year from Chicago. He was kind of finding his way in that last stretch of the regular season. We saw glimpses and flashes of the potential that he does have, um, and what he could potentially bring uh, to this Lightning team when things are rolling. And, and it, it's funny uh, with, with Hagel. I think out of all the Lightning players, as we're continuing the conversation uh, through throughout this this month of August into. September training camps will start. uh, And then obviously the regular season opens up on October 11th. It's going to be interesting. I think Brandon Hagel is going to be one of those guys that I think on this team. I think a lot of Lightning fans, including yours truly, is really going to be seeing how he's going to, what kind of Brandon Hagel are we going to be getting in in training camp? Uh, Are we going to see the guy that When he was traded to Tampa from Chicago, the Lightning gave up two uh, very good prospects, two young guys, uh, in order to get Hagel. Uh, Hagel was having a fantastic season, goal scorer, was playing with DeBrinckin and and Patrick Kane. And a lot of people were curious as to see how his game would translate uh, onto the second line, not playing with those guys. Because, you know, let's face it. Brinkett and Patrick Kane are world-class players. Uh, Brinkett got good money over in Ottawa. Kane's probably going to get dealt at the trade deadline this year. Uh, so Brandon Hagel, uh, we didn't really see much of the goal score or really any of the the, the point scorer uh, that we really thought we were going to be getting. Obviously, hockey is not that kind of sport where it could easily translate uh, onto another team such as that like this. You know, Brandon Hagel, I think, is a guy whose production – uh, right now in his career, where his his, his production is really reliant on the guys that are around him and the kind of players that he has with him on his lines. So, having if if you look at that, he's currently slated on Sorelli and Kalorn. Um, I would have to say Hagel is probably going to be maybe a fifty-point guy this year. Uh, maybe around that area. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, we he will be playing with. Sorelli, I think Sorelli is another guy that obviously we all know he is going to be uh, taking even a bigger step this year. Uh, He has really, really improved over the last couple of seasons. And we're really starting to see uh, a little seeing really what we we really expected out of Anthony Sorelli. And that is a guy who is going to be very solid down the middle who is going to be able to do a little of everything. Uh, a little, a couple of years ago, Anthony Cirelli was more so of a grinder, uh, a, a little bit of a guy that uh, really is going to be – was a spark plug, and you really start to see him develop on both sides of the ice. And I really think that Cirelli, uh, he is going to have to anchor that line, and that is really – how Sorelli plays is going to be – is going to show – in Hagel's game talk about Killorn. Uh, But the other name, Vladislav Nemestikov, on the third line, he'll be with Nick Paul and Ross Colton. I think, quite honestly, I'm saying right now, I think these two lines are going to flip-flop eventually. Uh, I think that Hagel, Sorelli, and Kalorn is a pretty good, decent third line. I think uh, with the success that Nick Paul had uh, from day one coming to Tampa, as l- along with what we all know what Ross Colton is very capable of, uh, I, I could see it right now in his game. Uh, he he is slated to become one of the leaders on this team and potentially uh, a top twenty-five scorer at some point later down the line within the next couple of years, I believe. So I think he's got a ton of potential to really eventually. As you start to see this team somewhat transition over the next couple of years, with Stamkos kind of getting a little bit older, uh, Kucherov starting to get a little bit older, Braden Point still, you know, in the prime of his career, but you know, starting to see the almost somewhat of the passing of the guard, uh, you might see Ross Colton cement himself as one of the top guys on this team. So Vladislav Menestikov, I think with him, with his performance this year, I think really that's going to be dependent, Like I, which was the same case with Hagel and Sorelli. I think that's going to be really dependent on what Paul and Colton do. Uh, if Col- Colton goes out there and is an absolute issue for opposing defenses, uh, I think that that's going to leave Nemestakov. Uh, open to a lot of scoring chances, a lot of opportunities down low, as well as Nick Paul. He, uh, he's going to have to continue his success. No pressure uh, that we saw from him in the regular season as well as during the playoffs. So, and, and we already know I'm not going to get too crazy into the fourth line because we all know what those guys are going to do. They're really just the fire starters they are going to go out there. They're going to wear down opposing teams. They're going to play more of a cerebral game out there instead of really just trying to go out there and, and, and really score the majority of the points. Uh, but then again, who knows, you know, we, we saw what Corey Perry was capable of last season. And, uh, yeah uh we'll, we'll we'll talk about more about what this team what they're kind of st- gonna start to look like uh on later episodes uh what where do we expect them to finish in the Atlantic division because let's face it uh, the Atlantic division has gotten immensely better uh not to where I feel like the lightning are gonna drop out of a playoff spot but to the point to where it's not going to be as much of a runaway uh as we kind of saw last year with with bottom with, with kind of teams middle of the pack the top 3 uh in the division but uh just to kind of answer the question we'll continue to discuss it uh over in the next, next segment but this team i think if 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 we have to grade them put a number a grade one being not having gotten better at all same same uh or no actually gotten worse one being gotten worse uh, and, and five being uh, completely 100% better. I would have to say maybe a 3.5 uh, is due. I think this team has improved in certain areas. Uh, I think it's still too early to really look at this team and definitively say they have gotten better. I think that really uh, we are going to see the same production out of this team. Uh, I think we're going to see a very similar uh, goal output as well as um, – on the defense, on the back end, on the defensive side of things, I think really this Lightning team is going to be pretty much about the same. That third line is a little bit of a question mark. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But I, I think this team, thus far, just looking at the paper, uh, I think this Lightning team is going to be a little bit, you know, as long as they go out there and play their game, I think this team is going to go out there and pretty much produce on the same level of what we saw them last year. So before we get into the, se- the second segment, talking about uh, the defense, of course, uh, I just want to talk about a little bit of a public service announcement that we're doing here on Locked On Lightning. Now, it's the middle. It's the end of the summer. People are going crazy. Labor Day weekend is just right around the corner. Uh, you're going to parties. You're going to stuff after work. Uh, you know, you're going to have a couple of drinks on you. That's fun. You're gall- whether you're in the city or in the suburbs, you always want to be safe when you're drinking. Now, it could happen so easily. You're out with your friends or coworkers, putting back a few drinks, a few becomes too many. It's time to go, and for, for a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but now you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home. What? But what are the odds of getting pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? I mean – if, if it's not busy outside, if, if it's late at night, there's not a lot of cards on the road. What could possibly happen? Well, guess what? You could lose your license. You could lose your job. You, you could total your car. You could even kill someone. And it only takes one mistake to either change your life or someone else's. Play it safe and plan ahead. Drive sober or get pulled over so those of you watching on youtube we're continuing if you're listening to us on audio platform uh you know you're joining us right back after the break and i'd like to take a moment to remind all of you that this podcast is available for free for free because as we all know with everything going on in the economy we have enough to pay for these days uh this this podcast is a is 100 free we are available wherever podcasts are distributed as well as long as well along on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to us, whether you follow us on Spotify, Google play iTunes, wherever podcasts are available, we are there. So please like, and subscribe uh, and as well as on YouTube and also follow us on our social media pages, lo underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Danky, dang D E N K Y D eight and K love hearing from all of you as we continue our coverage of the lightning's offseason discussing, you know, are are the lightning better now? Are are they are they worse off? You know, they did make some moves in the offseason. Uh some moves weren't made because of cap constrictions. Uh we all know Andre Palat tested free agency got paid co- deservingly so. And I don't think there's one lightning fan out there that uh is at all salty about Andre Palat going to get the bag now he's in New Jersey uh which you know could be a good move down the road for him in terms of playing for competitive team New Jersey's a team that's only up and up or it could be a bad team who knows we'll see how that how that shapes up in the next couple of years and as well as Ryan McDonough getting dealt to Nashville uh in return the lightning did get uh, Philip Meyer. so that was another key addition that the lightning need a little bit more of depth move there just to get rid of uh, some some extra cash. So the money, so you know as the lightning go along in the season, as we all know, uh, if they need to go out and make a move uh, for an extra body, that money will be there. So looking at the defensive core for Tampa now, not really much has changed. Uh, really, what the big question mark? on this defensive core, uh these three lines is gonna be how are guys gonna be able to either continue the good seasons that they had last year or kind of turn things around, you know, who those of who have struggled. Uh so the guys that really were that I'm not worried about, uh Victor Hedman, I think that's the one uh one defenseman I think in these pairings that we could all mutually agree that. We don't have to worry about Hey, he's going to go out there. He's a machine. He's going to go out there. He's going to play the game um, the right way. Uh, He's going to be going 100%. Doesn't get hurt a ton. Even when he does, he plays through it anyway. So, uh, you know, expecting him to be in the Norris Trophy discussion once again. uh, Whether or not he gets voted to win it is a whole other conversation to be had later on in the season. But looking at another player, his projected pairing, uh, his, his 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 projected D partner, who I am completely high on from the day that he set foot on the ice at Amalie or on the road, uh, is Cal Foot, uh, the big boy number fifty-two. I think he has had a fantastic year last year. I thought he grew immensely throughout the regular season uh, and and in the playoffs, and now we're going to see him full time, and I think that now that jan ruda is out of the picture which i was a huge advocate uh going into the free agent market uh period that lightning should let ruda i i think you know there was a lot of people in the youtube comments and i'm I'm still curious what you still all think about that there was a lot of people at that moment in time when i spoke about lightning should let ruda walk let him go get the money somewhere else um I don't think the Lightning should be giving him the kind of money that he wants or or, or really, you know, save that money, pocket that uh, and give the young kid time. Give the young kid the time on the ice that he deserves. And they did that. Uh, I think Calfoot is going to have a fantastic year. I think what we're going to see out of him is that we're going to see a more confident hockey player. And I think that is something that uh, this past playoffs has really helped him become. Um we're gonna. I think we're also gonna see a lot more offensive prowess out of him. I think uh, a lot of these defensemen now in the NHL are are not just one dimensional defensive defenders. Uh, what Cal Foot is, and we've seen him at certain times. He take he has a booming slap shot from the point. Uh, he has good vision on the ice. I think eventually, I'm not saying he's gonna be somewhat of a Victor Hedman type guy, uh, but I think what we're gonna see out of him is obviously the, def- the defensive. Stuff is there with him. I think that we don't have to worry about it with him. I think it's going to be interesting. Is going to see how he's going to be able to have that that instinct on the offensive side of things, being able to to quarterback the power of play, uh, being able to quarterback a play or a rush into the zone, uh, somewhat what we saw out of Mikhail Sergachev a couple of years ago, uh, kind of that ability to to score in bunches. And that's what. Calfoot is gonna that's gonna be the big question mark for him this year. Is he gonna be able to take that next step? Uh not only uh, of an offensive side of game, but if it doesn't work out, let's say, you know, we saw this and, and kind of diving into Sergachev in a minute with this, but we saw it as Sergachev uh improved immensely on his offensive production over the last couple of years. But we've seen, especially this last season. Uh, the issue with Sergey was uh, would take shots, get stuffed at the blue line, or try to make the pass at the blue line, and, and it would be off to the races on the other end, which would lead to a lot of odd man rushes for the opposing team. And I am curious as to see how Calfoot is going to be able to to handle those type of situations, especially if John Cooper decides at some point, whether it be whether it be training camp or in the regular season, to break up him and Victor Hedman because it's a whole different ball game. It's one thing if you're giving up pucks or you get back on the rush uh, uh, to defend the rush uh, with Victor Hedman on the other side of the ice, but it's a whole other ball game if, let's say, you're out there on the second line with with Sergeyev or, or Kohler or Bogosian on the third, whoever they decide to put foot with at some point. I don't think that, the like I said before, Earlier in the show when I was bringing this up and we started the discussion, I don't think these lines, especially these pairings, are set in stone. I think more so maybe the second-line pairing with Sergachev and Chernak, I think we could maybe, degree, uh, maybe agree there that potentially that's probably what's going to happen. Then again, right now, if he had to hold the gun in my head, I would say Chernak moves up to the first line, especially if, if Cal Foote, um shows that maybe he's not ready for that first-line responsibilities. Now, moving into someone that really frustrated me a ton last year, and that was Mikhail Sergachev. Signed a big contract a couple of years ago. It looked like he was, after after the bubble Stanley Cup, it really looked like this guy was going to take a next step, and then the next step, kind of the same step saw out of Ross Colton last year. Uh, And he kind of had somewhat of a regression year. And even in the playoffs, it was... It was at times hard to watch. See this guy play. Uh, did not really make a, a ton of very good decisions at certain points in the game. Uh, these were decisions that penalties, uh, giving opposing teams extra uh, uh, extra chances on the power play, or or turning the puck over, which I alluded to before, which was a huge issue with Sergachev. Uh, and that's something that he needs to do better with. And, and hopefully he's been working on that. Uh, You know, it could have been somewhat of a flimsy year from, you know, sometimes with these guys, they get overly confident. Uh, And then as soon as the opposing team figures that out, they kind of have a hard time adjusting to it within the regular season. So we might see, you know, this season a little bit, and this might be wishful thinking. We might see him get back to his old ways. Uh Obviously we can't, we can't discredit him for being too physical. Uh, he's he's a very player, and I and you know I wouldn't be mentioning this unless if I didn't think that he has the potential to be possibly. Now, this is maybe not this year' a possibility, but maybe for the next year, next year on, I could see Sergachev. If we see the progression that we saw from him after 2020 we could see Mikhail Sergachev on the first line with Victor Hedman at some point. I would not be shocked. But that also, there's a lot of factors that go into that. That's what is Eric Chernak doing? Because right now, if, if I was in control of the defensive pairings, my pick is putting Eric Chernak on the first line. Allow Cal Foote to really settle into a full-time spot on this team in the pairings. Second line, allow him and Sergachev to try to, you know, acclimate to each other because I think just – Speaking how these both guys play and the kind of seasons that they're both coming off of, I think those two would be a lot better suited to be defensive partners. Um, Now, looking at this third line, very interesting to see. I think that Bogosian, we all know he does have a history of being injured. Uh, He's a little bit later on in his career. So that, you know, especially being a defenseman, you get banged up a lot, kind of under pretty much understandable. Uh, for a guy like this, but looking at his uh, his projected line partner Ian Cole, uh, another guy has a ton of experience. Um, if Ian Cole could stay healthy and we could get a somewhat of a regular Ian Cole season out of him, I think this will, will be a fantastic signing, um, and we'll be looking back at that later on in the season. But I think Ian Cole, if I had to. Uh, if I had to guess right now is is going to be playing with a lot of different defensive partners, whether it be Bogo, whether it be even Cal foot, if he does not show that he is ready uh, to play on the first two lines or even Hayden flurry at some point. So we'll have to see what happens uh, when training camp starts and when, and especially in the first couple of weeks of the season as the NHL season begins. And as we all know, players tend to get injured pretty frequently in those first couple of weeks so wrapping things up here on the show once again please like and subscribe to the pod we are available wherever podcasts are distributed if you want to drop us a line whether it be asking us a question a question that i want to that you want me to answer on the show or drop a comment please drop it below if you're watching us on youtube uh, in the comment section so if could be answered on the next episode uh we'll be ramping things up we'll be talking with other hosts within the division so keep an eye out for that uh very curious to hear from certain hosts uh, the guys from locked on centers very interested to see how those guys uh feel where ottawa is at this point in time um and and, and then of course you have florida with with the move that they made uh, getting Huberdeau, uh, uh, trading Huberto, excuse me, for Kachuk. So that's going to be interesting. I, quite frankly, before Armando gets on the show, locked on Panthers host, I don't think that makes a difference. So you're just trading one guy who was very productive for another, uh, who, yeah, yeah, had a 100 point season, fantastic. But let's see you uh, duplicate that this year in one of the toughest divisions in the National Hockey League. But to sum up, before we get into all that, to sum up, I think that this Lightning team, uh, Hasn't gotten better, but hasn't gotten worse. So, you know, all things considered with with cap constrictions and and the quality of players that left and McDonough and Palat, I would have to say that is a win situation for Julian Breesboss and John Cooper. I think thus far, this team can still compete for the title in the division, uh, whether it be against Florida or Toronto. Uh, I think that in the end, and, and maybe I'm just a little bit biased here, I still think Andre Va- Vasilevsky is the defining factor in all this. And I and I think that we are going to see a rejuvenated Andre Vasilevsky this season. I think we could all agree, especially down the line in the regular season last year, going into the first couple of uh, rounds of the playoffs, especially in that Toronto series, we saw a very tired Andre Vasilevsky at certain points. And and I spoke about that on those episodes that I, I, I think that John Cooper's willingness to throw him out there on a night nightly basis towards the, the end of the regular season kind of put himself in a situation where it took Basilewski even longer to get in the groove because not only was he physically exhausted, but I'm sure that also puts a mental toll on him as well. So I think this team is going to compete for a division title. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it comes down to the last couple of months of the season where it's a two-horse race between them and Florida. uh, But you can't count out Toronto with Austin Matthews uh, wearing that sweater. So uh, keep an eye out for future episodes. We'll be uh, putting them out over the next couple of days. Uh, But in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next one.